Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast, My G Crime Time. I'm Maya and this is the podcast where I talk about all things true crime. So today we're going to be talking about the case of Lena Baker. So Lena Baker was a black maid in Cuthbert, Georgia, who was convicted of capital murder of her white employer, Ernest Knight, in 1944. She was executed by the state of Georgia in 1945. So we're going to get into this case. So Lena Baker was born on June 8th, 1900 to a family of sharecroppers and raised near Cuthbert, Georgia. Her family, which included three siblings, moved to the county seat when she was just a child. As a youth, she and her siblings all worked as farm laborers and she, cu- and she chopped cotton for a farmer named J.A. Cox. And, as, and when she was younger, she dropped out. She dropped out of school when she was in sixth grade. And by the 1940s, Baker, she was a mother of three and worked as a maid to support her family. Okay, so now you got the gist of Lena's backstory. Let's fast forward to 1944. All right, since you got the gist of Baker's past, let's fast forward to 1944. So in 1944, Baker started working for Ernest Knight. He was an older white man who recently broke his leg and he needed someone to be a maid for him. So Lena, she took the gig so she could provide for her family. He also owned a grist mill. For those who don't know, it's a machine that grinds cereal grains of flour, the milling. And while Baker was working for Ernest, he would sexually assault Lena multiple times and he would even go to extreme lengths of keeping her imprisoned in his home for days on end. And Knight's son and the townspeople disliked their relationship and tried to end it through threatening Baker. So he would say, stay away from my father or I will kill you. But Ernest would tell Lena, leave or I will kill you. So Lena was in a tight spot, but she still stuck, but she stuck with Ernest because she saw Ernest more of a threat than her son. So let's continue with the altercation. So one night an argument between the two arise, during which Knight threatened Baker with an iron bar. And as she tried to escape, they struggle over his pistol and she shot and killed him. She immediately reported the incident and said that she acted in self-defense. Alright, now this is where we're going to go to the trial. So Lena was charged with capital murder and stood trial on August 14, 1944. Their trial was presided over Judge William on Judge William Warlow, aka Two Gun Warlow, who kept the reason why with that moniker Two Gun was because he kept a pair of pistols in the view of his judicial branch. And at her trial, Baker testified that Knight forced her to go with him on the night on that Saturday evening on April 29th. The town disliked their sexual relationship and the county sheriff had warned her to stay away from Knight or risk being jailed. But she was afraid of Knight's physical abuse. Like I said, he, she was more in fear of Ernest himself than Ernest's son or any other sheriff. So his son 
had also beat her on other occasions, warning her to stay away from his father. Baker says she got away from Knight that night and slept in the woods. As she returned to Cuthbert the next morning, Ernest found her, cornered her, taking her to the gristmill and locking her in. When Knight returned, Baker told him she was leaving. According to Baker, they tussled over the pistol after he threatened her with an iron bar. She immediately reported to J.A. Cox, the county coroner who has previously employed her. And with the all-white male jury, they rejected Baker's plea of self-defense and convicted her of capital murder by the end of the first day of the trial. The first day of the trial. So that same day she was brought in to be tried. At the end, she was sentenced and charged with capital murder and was sentenced to death. And as I'm reading, it says, this charge carried an automatic death sentence. In addition to the legal racial segregation imposed by the white-dominated Georgia legislator, it has disenfranchised most blacks since the turn of the century, which disqualified them from jury service. After Baker, Baker's court-appointed counsel, W.L. Ferguson filed an appeal. He dropped Baker as a client immediately. Governor Alice, Governor Alice's arsenal granted Baker a 60-day deprive so that the Board of Pardons and Parole could review the case. But in January 1945, it was denied. And she was transferred to Georgia State Prison at Reedsville on February 23, 1945. And she was executed on March 5th, 1945, via electric chair. And here's where her last words. What I done, I did in self-defense, or I would have been killed myself. Where I was, I could not overcome it. God had forgiven me. I have nothing against anyone. I picked cotton for Mr. Prickett, and he has been good to me. I'm ready to go. I am one in the number. I am ready to meet my God. I have a very strong conscience. Baker died on March 5th, 1945. She was buried in an unmarked grave behind Mount Vernon Baptist Church, where she has sung in the choir. And according to John Cole Bodica, director of an America's-based inmate advocacy program known as the Prison and Jail Project, he said that Knight kept Miss Baker as his virtual sex slave. He, she was his amour. She was his mistress. And among things, he she was his drinking partner because Ernest was report Ernest he drank a lot. In reports, he was a drinker. He was alcoholic. And if you read the transcripts and have any understanding of black and white relations, black women were often subject to the sexual whims of their white masters, their white bosses, or some white men who had control over their lives or the lives of their family. Here is one who resists and pay the price. So, Ernest was those white bosses who had control over your life over your family's life but Lena was like no 
You don't have control over me. And killed him in self-defense. And I think this is, um, this case reminds me of the case of Centoya Brown. For those who don't know, Centoya Brown, she was a teenager who murdered a man, Johnny, Johnny Michael Allen, because she was, she was, she was forced to do unspeakable acts with this man and so she was sentenced to her sentencing was so unfair because she killed this man in self-defense but luckily she was pardoned luckily no no execution date was set for her and she was able to be released in which I'm so glad but here is the most um Here's the most frustrating. Um, so it says in 1998, members of the congregation arranged for a simple headstone for her grave. That year, two articles were published about her case. In 2003, descendants of Baker's family began to mark the anniversary of her death and Mother's Day at her gravesite. That year, Baker Baker's great nephew Roosevelt Curry requested an official pardon from the state, aided by. Georgia based prison advocacy group prison and jail project in 19 in 2005 2005 and let me do the math let me do the math 2005 minus 1945 60 years so 60 years after the death of Lena Baker the patrol the parole board granted Lena a full and unconditional pardon. This woman was pardoned after her death. And commentators have suggested that in 1945, the board of pardons and parole could have lowered her charge to voluntary manslaughter which would have carried an average 15 years and saved her life. I'm going to say it again. This charge, her her sentencing could have been less than 15 years to save her life. And it's just, it boggles my mind, boggles my mind that people thought that, like, yes, like, yes, the situation was not okay. The situation was not okay. Um, well, the abuse side of the relationship, it was not okay. But the main reason why these white men sentenced Lena to death was because she took power over they saw that she took power over her employer a black woman took power over a white man which they never saw before and it scared them and so they made an example out of her and sentenced her to death which is really sad 
And so, as time went on, so we're talking about 2005. So three years later, a movie was actually released called, a movie was actually released telling the story of Lena Baker. So it's titled, Hope and Redemption, The Lena Baker Story. It was released in 2008. It was a film adapted film adaptation of the book by Leah Bond Phillips and it talks about the life and death of Lena Baker and the actor who plays Lena is uh, Tanisha Arnold and the person who plays Ernest Knight is Peter Coyote oh and one more thing to add so Lena was the only woman to be executed by electric chair in Georgia. Can you believe that? That's so crazy. So, before Centoya, so when you think about it, before Centoya Brown, there was lena baker and thank god that centoya brown lived to see another day thank god they reviewed the case and now she's free she's free to do what she wants now she's now she's married like her her name now is centoya brown long she got married 2019 and now she is She's now an author and a motivational speaker. So, I'm glad that she was able to get the justice that she deserved. And for Lena Baker, even though she wasn't alive when she got her justice, she still got her justice. But it's a shame that white men doesn't want to see a black woman in power so yeah that so that closes everything off um i'm maya and this is my g crime time and i'm signing out peace